Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. In honor of Black History Month, we're kicking off our first episode of the year of our Amplified Black Voices series featuring black brain injury survivors and their experiences through recovery. In this episode, our guest is Janai Burton, a stroke survivor originally from Louisiana. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. On, I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Ooh, there was ooh, there's a little feedback there, Janai. Very special guest today in my Amplify Black Voices series, my friend Janai. What's going on, Janai? How are you? Yo, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so here's what's crazy: our energies are so different. Yes. I, I would say I'm a little bit rock and roll. You're a little bit country, right? Like you're a little bit more laid back. You're a little bit more chill. I'm, I'm very amped up. So um, I, I started this uh, last year where it's a series that I do where I interview, you know, um, uh, black stroke survivors. And we talk about the shit that you have to deal with, Janai. And you being a black woman, that's two extra things that are kind of against you in this wild world that we live in. So first and foremost, let's talk about how you're part of this brain injury community. Okay, so um, September of 2020, I suffered a ischemic stroke and like five mini strokes prior to that that I didn't even realize I was having. Um, and so that that's what happened. I was at work and I was like, I felt like death that day. Literally, I felt like I was dying. Wow. And came out of break room, looked at my coworker and collapsed. And next thing I know, being rushed to the hospital, x-rays and all that going on. And they're like, we're going to have to do emergency surgery. Oh, wait, we can't. Your blood count is too low. You don't take blood. So it was all this, these different things um, that transpired during that situation. But I am here i survived and it's a new process damn right you're you're not just 
you're not just surviving, you're thriving, Janai. And I will say this, five mini strokes, you overachiever. Couldn't you just be happy enough with the Iscamic stroke? You had to be like, oh, I'm going to throw in a bunch of these extra things. You're so extra. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you, okay, was there um, issues leading in to, like, th- was this something that's been going on for a while? Or was this just, like, out of the blue, boom, I have this thing. Were you suffering from headaches? Was there, like, a, a pre-existing condition? Um, so I found out after the fact that, uh, after they did all these tests, that I had uh, what's called a PFO. Oh. And what that is, basically, um, they found I had a hole in my heart that, was supposed to close after I was born. We're all born right. with that. But for a small percentage of the human population, it doesn't fully close. And then for an even smaller percentage of the human population, it can cause problems later in life. And don't you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, one, you're one of those lucky people. I'm one of those people. <laughs> Wait, so you had to have heart surgery. Uh, Yeah. So the thing about great, uh, the yeah, the words okay okay so the thing about modern medicine now is they don't have to cut your chest open like mm-hmm. they did your granddaddy and they went through my leg uh, <laughs> so weird to close the hole and like i guess the anesthesia wore off because i woke up like at like the very very end and i felt it like what in my chest like it felt like i don't know it felt like a hanger or something like scratching and like i saw like i guess they had me on some kind of like x-ray machine and i could see like the little wire thing going in there and i was like oh cool and they were like you're awake and i'm like yeah is that what y'all doing and they're (laughs) and they're like are you okay and i'm like yeah Janai, they weren't fixing your house. They were inside of your heart. <laughs> how is that your how is that your response? It was interesting. Like it was it was cool to watch. Well, okay, okay. Do you want to know what's cool to watch? MCU movies, Star Wars. That's pretty cool to watch. Nature shows. That's cool to watch. If I woke up in the middle of actual heart surgery, I think the first thing I'm saying is, what the fuck is going on? What is <laughs> That's so weird. Um, different, I guess. Do you have a like a high tolerance for pain meds? Is that what it was, or did they just not give you the right amounts of anything? Well, I mean, it's not like it hurt. It just felt like it was like I heard it in my ears. Like right. you know how you hear your heart beating, yeah, in your ears. I heard that like a scratching, and I, I, it woke me up. I was like, "What is that?" You know. And then I looked, and it was like the little wire thing or whatever. Oh my god! That they were using to plug it up, like it matched the scratch patterns, and I was like, "Oh, that's what they're doing." That is so crazy, Janai. You're you're so fascinating to me. That is the most unique response because I think nine out of ten people, to be honest, I actually think almost ten out of ten people would just freak out because you're there and you're like, "What? What's going on? There's something like inside of my body." Well, and... I knew that's what I was there for. Right, but you're okay. Y- yes. You know that's what you're there for. You're not supposed to experience it. You're supposed to be told what happened after the fact. <laughs> so, it makes me so uncomfortable. 
<laughs> so I, I I will say this. We we spoke uh, a little while ago, and you said, um, you know, like your stroke experience, despite the fact that you woke up during heart surgery, was actually pretty 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 okay. Um, yeah, you know, um, and- I had like the best medical team ever. Like, I kind of felt like royalty. It was nice. <laughs> You're a rock star. It, it, it was. It was nice. Like I had a hot nurse and everything. He was adorable and he smelled good. <laughs> smell good that's good you don't want like a stinky attractive person like i get that (laughs) but like he like leaned over to do something and i was like "Ooh, you smell nice (laughs) and and he was like thank you and like he sat and talked to me for a while This is the greatest story ever that's that's almost as good as oh yeah i woke up in the middle of my heart surgery (laughs) that's so wild so being okay i don't know if you know this or not janai you're a black woman. I just wanted to let you know, just in case you know that. So uh, the medical system and people of color, they don't really mix well. There's always a ton of issues. And to be honest, most women of color get the worst end of, of all of these issues that happen. Did you feel at any point before or after your stroke that, man, these they're just not listening. They're not paying any attention to me. Like, I'm being glossed over. Did you feel that? Oh, yeah. That was a big deterrent for, for me, like, going to the doctor for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I had very angry, violent periods. Just FYI, if anybody is squeamish about human bodily functions. I don't know if you're on the right podcast, but... <laughs> yeah, grow um... up, guys. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Human bodily functions, and yeah, this is what I had to deal with. I had angry, painful periods. I bled a lot, like abnormal amounts of blood every month. And my mom would take me to the the doctor frequently for a very long time. Like, and it just, they were trying to just put like a Band-Aid on a bullet wound by, you know, saying oh, we'll put you on birth control. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be on birth control because I knew personally, I was like, that's not really going to help my situation. I mean, it might temporarily help it, but I'm glad I didn't because uh, hormone birth control increases your risk of stroke. And so it, it's, it's, weird how i'm still alive basically (laughs) but (laughs) but like after a while of like being faced with that like well we're not going to give you any pain medication because basically without saying like or accusing me of being on drugs we don't want you to form a habit of drugs and i'm just like y'all do realize i am very much so religious and I, I don't do that. Like, even in my heathen days. I, even I, in my heathen days. <laughs> yeah, like, even even when I was wilding, like, I, that wasn't my jam. I think I right. smoked, I tried smoking weed probably three times in my life. I did not like it. Oh, man. I, I didn't try it. I succeeded. It has been amazing. <laughs> so, I didn't like it. But, I mean, if, if that's your jam, you know, that's your jam. So, do you think that they were kind of just picking you like almost picking on you say okay well you clearly you're a black woman so we don't want to give you these things because you're going to be addicted because you're a black woman did you feel that it was based on your race or did you just feel like that's something that they would tell anyone thinking back on it i definitely felt like 
there were like biases that I was ignorant to because I was a teenager, but like right. reflecting on it, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. It's, it's, it's hard. It, you know, it's funny. It's not funny at all. It's actually tragic. When you grow and you experience more things and you see how people are supposed to interact with one another. And then you go back and you're like, wow, when I was in that situation, it was not that. And then I try to think, okay, well, and, and again, this has come from me. I'm a very fair-skinned Puerto Rican male. I've been told I can pass for several different things. I, I've been called Filipino. I've been called Italian, you white, be Greek. I can be Lebanese. Like, literally, I, I'm a transformer. Um, I'm I'm not white, but I people confuse me, which is, you know, my, my friend, my dear friend Ash, she thought... I've known Ash for like a decade and she's like, Joe, I honestly, I just thought you were just a regular ass white guy. And I was like, really? So I have been in situations where I'm treated differently because I'm not a white man. And it, it's very uncomfortable for me, let alone, you know, somebody like you who is a clear black woman, right? So is this something that you've noticed at stores, at jobs, at places that you kind of have to deal with things differently than let's say your average everyday white person? Oh, why y'all doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're trying to get this conversation going. You know, we people need to know that, yeah, this isn't stuff that just happens on TV. This is day-to-day -day life for so many people in this country. It's very much so real life. And I feel like a lot of times as a white person, people will say stuff to you not even realizing that it's coming off the way that it's being perceived, right. you know, and then... It's this whole thing because it's like, how dare you be offended that I said this to you? I'm offended. I'm offended that you're offended by this clearly offensive thing that I'm saying to you. Yeah, that that's that's wild. Yeah, like, yeah, the constant ridicule I've gotten over the years because of my face, just how my face is structured. Mm -hmm. I don't smile, I guess, naturally. I just have a very blank look when I'm just looking. Right. People don't like that, so I have to actively try to make myself not appear to be angry or okay. upset because okay. the way I just am in my natural mm -hmm. state of being makes people uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm five foot four, y'all. Are you that short? I am that short. Oh, you're but one people, of those pocket-sized people. People don't realize how short I am because I just... I'm this big explosive person, um, <laughs> like personality wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Janai, your personality—you are a force of nature. <laughs> so when you say people are uncomfortable because you are so, you know, like you're just this is just my face. I'm not very animated. Do you feel that's because you're a black woman? Yeah, that... I always feel like it goes back to that because just just because like working with various different types of people, all types of races of people, I could have very similar personality to actually somebody who I used to work with. Me and her got along like sisters. 
she can get away with stuff that I could never get away with. And the only difference is the color of your skin. Am I right? Only difference. That's that. That's that's the issue. That's the problem that people aren't. I don't think people understand that. If you have to go through your life and you want to, you're doing the exact same things that other people are doing. Just you're not being treated the same. You're not being looked at the same. So um, it frustrates me because it's very common for you know black men, black women. You have to kind of put on a little bit more of an animated, like, hey, look how happy and non non threatening, uh, non threatening I, I am. Look at this this big smile. I'm clearly not here to rob you. <laughs> it's it's exhausting because I I just want to be myself and right. it not be an issue. Right. I can remember being I worked <laughs> I worked for a certain college uh, university back in Louisiana that's very popular. And they have a tiger as their mascot. Mm. And I remember getting constant emails about how unfriendly I looked. Oh, not, not even not, the way you were. How you not were. how I did my job. Not how I did my job about how I looked. And I argued with management about it because I was like, this is my face, y'all. Right. Are y'all going to pay for me to have plastic surgery to look like the Joker? That's, and they're that's like, we just want you to funny. smile more. I was like, no. It it literally made no sense to me. I was like, I feel like a serial killer, like just standing there like. Right. It it's It's uncomfortable to force something like that out of you that's just not in your personality i kind of know who you are now like we we met on, on clubhouse a few months back and it's been a few i don't I, I have no concepts of time tonight it could be years who knows um but right away i was like okay i i did i you were very hard to read because you're very monotone in the way that you speak everything is just kind of like at a five right you don't get high you don't get low you're just steady as soon as I just spoke to you, I was like, oh, Janai's cool shit. Like, I, I really, like, you're, you're funny. You're, you have, like, this really, <laughs> you're very quick-witted. You have, like, this ridiculous sense of humor. I'm like, oh, I, I, I get that. I do also understand people who are uncomfortable with people of color would see you as a threat. They would see you as threatening. Not as a threat, but threatening. They would be very intimidated, intimidated by you because you're not happy-go-lucky and smiling so, you know, there's that fear that comes over people who aren't very comfortable with anybody who doesn't look like them. And that sucks. That's what needs to change. We really need to be around people who aren't exactly like us and, you know, understand different backgrounds, different cultures. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's annoying because, Janai, you're a sweetheart. You really are. And to be honest, you are a, you are a softie. You mm -hmm. are such a softie. But... People are intimidated by you because you don't smile. And it's like, okay, if you were a little, you know, blonde haired, blue eyed woman, would there, without smiling, would you be intimidated by that? I doubt it. I doubt it highly. So that's, no, that's, that's what needs to change. Wouldn't. Yeah, that, that's what needs to change. Is this something that you've had to deal with like all the way through school as well? Oh, yes. <laughs> Especially growing up where you grew up, I'm like, it probably wasn't easy. I can remember like, was it like in the sixth grade like I had a teacher I would walk in her class and like I just I'd be walking from one end of the school to the next and I'd go in her class and she'd be like girl smile and I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> and she's like why I was like why should I 
I'm literally just minding my, minding my business. Right. Why do I have to smile? Right. Now, you're not an unhappy person. No. No. I this... have a very fulfilling life. Um, and I, I try to be positive. Right. This is what, what I, I did because I get it. I, I get, I'm like, no, Janai's like happy. Janai is like a good person. She's a sweet person. Just because you're not smiling and like, hey, guys, <laughs> that's just not your personality. You know, it makes people uncomfortable. And that really is bothersome to me because the only reason it makes them uncomfortable is because of the color of your skin. That's troublesome. That's bothersome. You know, I, I, I literally nothing, nothing bothers me as far as like people. And, mm -hmm. and how they may present themselves. Right. Like, that's you. That's your business. Like, as long as you're not trying to inflict any kind of violence or harm my way or the way of others, I don't care. So I'm just like, why do I have to jump through fiery hoops to make you feel comfortable? Right. I, I think just those those small statements like, you know, smile, smile. You know, you, you, you. And the same thing goes for men. I could go on and on about how men would like stop me, like, you're so pretty. Why don't you smile? I'm like, because I'm pretty, whether or not I smile. <laughs> hey, I'm a dude. I get it. We're the worst. Um, but it's you, to me, it's subtle racism that drives me crazy. You know, like I want my racism overt. <laughs> it's the it's the feeling of intimidation, the feeling of discomfort with people where you have no reason to feel intimidated or uncomfortable right now. You know, just because there is somebody of color near you does not it shouldn't be okay well now i have to clutch my purse a little tighter you know i have to not make eye contact i've seen that so many times and it always bothers me like it really does it's like dislike somebody for who they are because they're awful don't dislike them because of the color of their skin you know just i, I think we need to know each other better that's why i you know i want to have these conversations and talk to amazing people like you to be like look janai is cool as shit <laughs> you're, you're you're one of my favorite people, Janai. Like I mean that. I I, I call you Auntie constantly because I know it kind of bothers you, and I think it's funny. <laughs> it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> I think it's funny too. Good, good. Have you have you ever had um any, any issues with the law? Not like oh, I was robbing banks, but have you ever just been doing nothing and then you know just uh, a cop come to bother you? Uh, I was fourteen. Mm -hmm. Me and my friend were trying to, we were trying to go into like this concert venue. Her mom had got us tickets to go see Lil Bow Wow in concert. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like this police officer was like super mean to us. Like we were literally just trying to figure out how to get into this place because her mom dropped us off. We didn't have any like, parental supervision really but we weren't doing anything wrong we were just trying to figure out how to get into the building because we right. had tickets and he was like you need to leave and i was like no we don't <laughs> and he was like what did you say and i was like we have tickets we have a right to be here and he was like let me see your tickets and i was right. like show him the tickets because i didn't have the tickets so <laughs> i was right. like show him the tickets <laughs> and i was like we literally just can't get into the building right. like we don't know where to go because they have all these windows and doors and all the doors are locked and the concerts already started we just want to get in the building right that's all we're trying to do and instead of being helpful he was you're being yelling aggressive. at us 
yeah to to children this this is what's what's annoying too do you feel like you're being treated more like adults and children even at that age oh yeah that that is and i'm sure you've noticed it too that's a huge problem in the ethnic communities where children are treated like adults yeah as a whole minority children i feel like aren't allowed to be children yeah they aren't allowed error it's not right no no it's it's perpetuated by media too we gotta learn everybody gotta learn this whole thing called life is, is a learning process and how are we supposed to learn from mistakes if we're under constant pressure to be modeled citizens right. when we're trying to figure this out just like everybody else yeah to, to be perfect i i don't think it's right that uh, the minority community has to be afraid to ask a cop for anything ask security hey i can't get into this venue like where which way do i go because there's always that fear of you know the way you're going to be treated um you know and if you don't i didn't believe- even i didn't i didn't have any like ill feelings toward police like that was my first time like actually dealing with the police mm-hmm. at that point outside of incidents where it was like i don't know at the dmv or whatever wherever police be at at walmart or whatever right i never had to deal with an interaction with the police that was my first interaction with the police was at 14 with that concert and i was i was like are you serious right now we're girls one we're teenage girls two right don't you think you you could have worked on your soft skills a little bit better you 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 would think you know it's it's you're you're in a position of power yes but you're also in a position to help people and you know kids need help you know and Look, that interaction could have gone south so quickly, but it also could have gone so well for everybody if he was just like, hey, do you guys need some help? Yeah. You know, go around there. You're in the wrong spot. That's it's mm-hmm. it's really simple things. It, it, here, here's the thing. These conversations, they're uncomfortable. They really are. A lot of people don't like these episodes <laughs> because it makes you think and it makes you feel uncomfortable. And I say to that, this is a good thing. Discomfort's a good thing because it, it means that you're growing. We're having these uncomfortable conversations because we're growing, right? We're breaking out of like, we're, we're breaking old, old stigmas. So the thing is, if you don't believe us, that's cool. Check out the news. Check whatever news station that, that you rock with. Go, go online, listen to interviews. If you see recently, there recently, God, it's just happened forever now. There's been mass shootings. A lot of these mass shooters just so happen to be Caucasian males, right? If you see the news coverage on certain networks and channels and newspapers, it's always this kid, this child, okay? Even though these, these you know, young adults are in their, in their mid and late teens, they're still treated as children. Oh, they handcuffed this child, right? Then I've seen, you know, the same stories where it's a little, a little black kid, right? It's a, a, a little, little Spanish child, Right. And th- what do they call them? Young men. This young man, this eight year old young man. And it's like, how are you calling a 17 year old that just rifled down several people a child? But now you have an eight year old, you're calling him a young man. Like it, it's the standards are, are crazy and it makes me uncomfortable and it needs to change. You know, you were a teenage girl, but you're being treated like a full grown woman. Now, if you were a teenage Caucasian girl, I think that conversation would have gone completely different. And that's really unfortunate. And I hate that that's the reality. 
you know let me ask you a question do you think it's gotten any better or do you think it's gotten worse honey i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know like it's like i feel like it's a it's a evolving door Mm -hmm. as far as far as like it progresses in some ways but then it digresses substantially um in a lot of ways we know society has progressed but in other ways like because i'm in education like so i keep up with just everything going on with that it's digressed oh so bad as far as like what people are wanting their children to be taught or deeming as acceptable i'm trying not to be political and it's just like i need y'all to understand it's not about hatred but the truth needs to be told so that the truth would so that the past doesn't repeat itself right and so that people can learn from their mistakes but nothing i don't think will change i i i i Okay, that I'll push back there because I'm I'm a fan of hope. I am, and I'm very hopeful. I think the more conversations that we have like this, it opens up more eyes. It really it shines a light on how terrible th- these things are. There are people, and if you think about these people, it's a lot of lawmakers, it's a lot of people in power. It's the dying minority. These people are on their way out, and they're so deathly afraid of the the comeuppance of all of the things that them themselves and their ancestors have done. That they feel like, well, we got to cover that up. We got to whitewash all this stuff. We got to, we can't talk about it because then all these people are going to hate us for doing these things. It's like, no, that doesn't, we're going to hate you for not telling the entire story. Well, even if somebody do hate them, that's something that they, they have to work through. Right. People are entitled to feel how they want to feel. You, you don't have the jurisdiction to try to control people's feelings and how they react because at the end of the day, you can't change what happened. Right. The facts are the facts. That's so it. deal with it. Right. Look, we, people we, need to just deal with it head on and grow. Our country, where we are now, Janai, <laughs> we discovered a land that people lived on. Like, how wild is that sentence right there? Not discovered. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's we 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 discovered America. No, you didn't. We like people live there. Invaded. Invaded. Stole is another word, you know, hijacked. <laughs> so look, we, we we get it. You know, that happened though. That happened. We have to make sure that, that we, never we can't change happens the again. Past. And I understand having things in your bloodline that are horrible, right? It it doesn't it's can't we don't have to that either. We can't. What we can do is understand where we came from and then not repeat those issues. Look, I come from my my sperm donor, I call him my sperm donor because basically all he did for me was a verbally and physically abusive man. Male. I'm not even gonna say a man, male. Verbally and 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 physically abusive male. I talk about it freely. I, I would never lay my hands on a woman. Period. You know, I am completely against that, but that's where I came from. I'm not going to hide the fact that the, the, the person that helped bring me into this world was a, an abusive person. I don't, I'm not going to hide that and say, oh, well, that, that never happened. No, it absolutely happened. And it really makes me never want to do that again. So I think we need to talk more about this because look, let's say it's in your bloodline. We're not going to hate you because you had some awful things going on in your bloodline. 
we're just going to hate you if you continue to do these awful things. It's you know? not the person, it's the actions. It that is. is what we always say it's not it's not the person, it's mm-hmm. the actions. What what are you doing? Or what so, are you allowing to to happen if you so, see something go down by you like are you going to be a good person? Right. And like do what's right or are you going to like act like oh that's not my business and go the other way. Yeah, that's 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 the person. Man, Janai, you're such a good person. You're the best. All right, so I'm going to ask adult Janai, if you had an opportunity to talk to kid Janai about living in the world today as a, you know, post-stroke black woman, what advice would you give young uh, uh, a kid Janai to, to prepare herself for this wild world post-recovery, living in it as a African-American woman? Move away after graduation as soon as possible. Ooh, move away, like, <laughs> out of your state or? Yes. Okay. Wait, you, are you in the state that you grew up in, or have you? No. Okay, where 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 were you born? Like where? I was what born area? in Louisiana. Okay, and where are you at currently? I'm in Washington State. Oh, okay. Hey, that's progression. Louisiana. Yikes! It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> not for the weak. You know, I'll I'll come visit you in a, in Washington. I don't know if I want to visit you in Louisiana. No, I, I haven't been back. Uh, ooh, about two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. COVID's kind of the reason for that. Well, I had went home to visit right before COVID. So, right. so you you had your stroke. You said in twenty twenty, right? Yes. Okay, so that was around the time of COVID. Yes. So I guess let me see. COVID happened in March. It was September. In September. Well, with in in the pandemic, it happened. And before that, like I was, I was so happy. Like I, I wasn't phased by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I wasn't phased at all. Like because I like being at home, and I like that I didn't have to like interact with a bunch of people face to face. And because I worked customer service, and it was just, it was nice for me. I was super happy. <laughs> Any excuse not to deal with human beings in person, I'm all about it. Yeah, I was just, yeah, it just, it really made me real realize, like, to the fullest, fullest extent, like, I am truly an introvert, because, like, my some of my friends were, like, dying. They were like, don't you want to come over? I was like, no. <laughs> and I'm sure it was that energy, too. Look, I, I, I get it. As much of, of an extrovert as I am, I'm more of an introvert, to be honest. I'm an omnivert. Where I seem like I'm very extroverted, but to be honest, I'd rather just like be at home hanging out with my dog, like by myself, you know, like I, 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 I get that. Um, it's so funny. Us brain, a lot of us brain injury survivors, we were built for this. We were built for the pandemic. You know what I mean? We, we live this stuff every day. Uh, all these people are complaining about this stuff. It's like, yeah, we've been doing this. We've had plenty of practice. Yeah. And so my only thing was after the stroke, like I couldn't do anything like mm-hmm. As far as like walking and I was tired all the time. Like I love taking naps, but I'm just like I was also very busy and active mentally because I worked mm-hmm. full time. I went to school full time, had a pretty pretty active life. Like and just to not be able to write two sentences before I'm like I need to go to sleep. It's insane. That was really isn't difficult. It? <laughs> people people still can't count unless you've been through it you don't really understand it's really it's like working out it's like the heaviest workout it's the hardest workout you have 
that and you've done is never ending no no that well that's the difference between fatigue and being tired you know being tired you rest you take a nap you wake up and you're fine when you're fatigued you can sleep for eight hours and wake up the exact same <laughs> you know all the time <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make any, time. <laughs> make any sense wake up sleepy and like go out the day go out through the day sleepy like in a constant fog just right. you feel like everything is just super cloudy and hazy and it's just like i need to go to sleep but i have to do this right thank goodness for adderall are you on adderall yes oh okay i actually need to take it <laughs> right now i don't take it every day <laughs> only when i have things to do oh okay you know uh what so what what deficits came with your stroke Janai? Um, on my right side, uh, I have some issues a little bit. Mm-hmm. When it's cold in particular, I, I'm slower. Like, I drag this leg more, have, like, mm-hmm. more of a lip, limp on my right side. I have sensory. We, we, we doing sensory stuff now with my occupational therapist. Are you finding it hard to recover at home after stroke? Find out if Modus Nova can help you by taking their free online assessment at modusnova.com slash the neuronerds. If you haven't heard of Modus Nova, they make devices to help folks with a brain injury like stroke regain the use of their affected limbs. For example, the Modus Hand is an AI-powered robotic exoskeleton that helps users do exercises and play games, similar to the way an occupational or a physical therapist might manipulate the limb. It helps survivors get in the thousands of repetitions they need to form new neural pathways. It can assist with hand movements or resist them to provide a personalized exercise experience. If this sounds like something you want to try, visit modusnova.com slash the neuronerds to learn more. Use special code the neuronerds when you sign up and get a month free with the 30-day challenge. Just visit modusnova.com slash the neuronerds to get started. Neuronerds. That's good. Having to find different methods of coping. Uh, when I get overwhelmed with bright lights and noises and stuff, be a be be sunglasses at night person. Do it. Be be that person. It's, it's really helpful. I, I lights don't really mess with me a lot. Sometimes driving at night it does. Throw on the sunglasses. You know I'm constantly rocking my headphones just to, not listening to anything. Just bringing down the volume mm-hmm. of stuff. You know it's it's really helpful. Um, do you have you tried like a fidget cube? I have a squishy that's that's good it, because it'll take your mind like when you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed if you start focusing on something in your hand um it, it could help also uh i don't know if your occupational therapist has done it um temperature stuff if you have something that's really cold that that can shock your system into focusing on that as opposed to what's going on around you i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> i don't like that <laughs> Do you not like the cold more than you don't like being, you know, uh, uh, overstimulated? I can just cover my ears. I don't want to touch cold stuff. <laughs> oh, let, let me ask you a question. And this is one that Felice has had to deal with um, because Felice is half black, you know, so she doesn't have your your natural um, Puerto Rican hair, which is kinky in and of itself. But she also doesn't have the big blown out a- Afro thick uh, um, hair. She has like the in-between hair because again, half black, half Puerto Rican. People are constantly trying to touch her hair. So I'm gonna ask you, and I already know the an- I know the answer because it happens to literally every single one of my black friends are like, oh yeah, it's a problem. People just 
aggressively without even asking a lot of times just touch your hair is that right uh not so much now no <laughs> ever since i hit that person i don't know if it, i don't know if it's because because i'm in washington it's liberal here mm. um and like people be trying to like be up in the know as far as like uh respecting people's boundaries i have been asked like you know hey can you touch can i touch your hair i've been complimented tons of times um because i have lots you do you have no best hair hair, like the hair thing here Mm -hmm. um back in louisiana it was it was a big problem yeah Um, (laughs) but not so much here but i do still get like a lot of compliments well you do you 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 have amazing hair but so back in louisiana people just was it like just audibly or will people like physically just like oh yeah like grab a hold of this yeah they would just be like oh my gosh your hair is so interesting i'm like please don't do that that's so weird to me i mean i'm a bald guy so clearly nobody's grabbing any kind of hair for me but that's just aggressive to me well it's just it's it's not i don't know where your hands have been that's not sanitary right it's also a sense of entitlement too it's like who are who are you this isn't this isn't like this is part of me. Mm-hmm. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Please. And thank you. Now, let me ask walk up to you and be like, oh, let me touch your hair. Right, right. So so as a fan, as somebody who is a fan of hair, right? I'm a fan of hair just period, because I don't have any. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I I love all hair. I'm a ball guy. So for somebody who is just like looking at you and like, wow, her hair is amazing. How would you tell them to come up to you to compliment you? Like, what should they say to you? You can say whatever you like, just as long as it's respectful. Like, I like your hair. Thanks. What if they're like, awesome? wow, your hair is beautiful. Is it okay if I touch it? Is that acceptable for them to say? Uh, I mean, again, you can say whatever you want, but I don't have to let you touch my hair. (laughs) Yeah, guys, stop being weird. (laughs) I mean... Again, you can say whatever you want, but I don't have to. I don't have to grant you access to me just because you're nice to me. Like true. And true. again, that goes for men too, because I have a friend dealing with that. Like this guy is trying to date her and trying to tell her what to do, and I'm like, you know, you don't have to agree to that just because he's being nice to you and spending a little bit of money. Right. You can All tell right. him no. Absolutely. Look, two things can be true. He can be nice, but you can also say, Nah, I am not interested. Exactly. Double. <laughs> Janai, you're one of my favorite people. You know that? Like, Thank you. Seriously, it, it's been real cool. Look, Clubhouse has been a, a, a bit of a blessing for the brain injury community for me because I was able to connect with so many people that I never would have connected with, you being one of them. You know, we met on this amazing audio platform. Um, we're now talking like live and in person, kind of. It's on a computer, it counts, you know, and I consider you to be one of my friends. And I, I, I really appreciate, you know, you as a person because. Despite what what people have in their, their their minds when they see you, when they see, for some reason, an intimidating black woman, you are a big softie. You're one of the sweetest people, one of the kindest people I've ever met, and I and I truly appreciate you. I I, I really do. I want to thank you for you know being so open and honest and um, sharing a little bit of your journey and sharing some of the some of the dumb shit that you've had to deal with being a black woman in this world. <laughs> I'm always open to share. I, I I I appreciate that. And if you were here, I would grab your hair right now. <laughs> I would not. Because I'd probably end up 
I probably end up being unco- being unconscious. Not by you, probably Felice. You'd be like, "What the hell are you doing, Joe?" Please, <laughs> thank so, you, please. This, this this is the point of the show where we give out. Actually, you know what? Before we go into all the socials, I do have a question for you. We are the neuro nerds over here, Janai. What is your nerdum? What are you nerdy about? Oh gosh. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, pre-stroke, it was roller skating. <gasps> um. Both, uh, let's see, after it's been weight training and knitting and now snakes. So, oh my god, another fucking knitter. Come on, dude. I don't understand this wave of old lady stuff that these young, vibrant, beautiful women are doing. What is happening? It just it helps me focus, it gives my brain a, a chance to like focus, but not have to think hard it's good brain exercises okay don't judge okay me. okay golden girl i will judge you janai are you gonna eat i i <laughs> when, when you knit are you doing it with your glasses all the way down to the tip of your nose are you drinking ensure or prune juice are you eating werther's original candy you old lady are you kidding me <laughs> i might be drinking some tea though i do like tea Sweet tea? If it's hot outside. That's the only tea. It could be freezing outside. I'm drinking sweet tea. Hot tea? Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Let that pass. (laughs) (laughs) But understand, you have the taste buds of a three-year-old. I'm all right with that. I understand that I have a gutter palate, and I also understand that everybody is entitled to their incorrect opinion. So there we go. <laughs> I'll let it pass. I will let your incorrect opinion pass. <laughs> so this is part of the show where we give out the socials. Janai, if the people wanted to reach you, where can they find you? Okay, so you can find me on two different um, Instagram pages. My personal page is Gemma Rosebud. Oh. Uh, my weightlifting recovery page is Pretty Chicks Lift. On Instagram, oh. that's pretty underscore chicks, C-H-X underscore lift, L-I-F-T. Um, if you want my TikTok, I'm on TikTok, Pink Koala 3, or you can type in my Instagram handle, and I think it'll come up too. Okay. All, all of these will be in the show notes, and yes, you do want to follow Janai on TikTok. Did I tell you, entertainments, Janai. You, I don't, no, 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 no. I am going to push back 100% there. You are entertaining as fuck. You don't even know how funny you are. You're, you are unintentionally hilarious. And that just makes me so happy. Felice follows all your stuff. She is like, she's like, oh, what was it? The, what was it? The chicken video? Yeah. yeah okay. There's a chicken video. thought the chicken video was hilarious. Yes, it is. My mom laughed at it last night. She was like, that is funny. And I'm like, that's the detriment of my lavender plant. So definitely check out the chicken video on TikTok. Hilarious. And if you want to feel inspired and you want to, you know, uh, get in the gym, you want to see some of Janai's uh, recovery journey, definitely check out Pretty Chicks Lift. All of these will be in the show notes. Check them out. If you want to reach out to my tiny ass-kicking co-host Lauren, you can catch her at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You want to reach out to me, hit me up on Joseph Rocks on all the socials. You want to reach out to us, the Neuro Nerds, at the Neuro Nerds, everywhere. Janai. This has been amazing. Like it really is. Like I, I, I love the fact that like we can just like hang out. We're we're family, even though we've never met. You're my auntie. 
even though you're significantly younger than me. I don't know how that works. It just does. <laughs> I, I love hearing your perspective. I, I, I really just appreciate who you are as a person. And I, I'm just thrilled that you and I connected. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And on that, Joe's very appreciative of Janai on this uh, 2022 Amplify Black Voices episode. This neuro nerd is out. <laughs> that was awesome, Janai. That was a lot of fun. I hope, I hope you enjoyed it. It was fun. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.